inconsistent consistently the most consistently inconsistent hockey podcast there is it's the hockey dudes doing a great job posting daily podcasts just doing an excellent job um we've been going on a streak of 26 days by now um i know some people have had had issues where just entire podcast episodes haven't uploaded you're like i haven't listened to a podcast in two weeks from us it's your problem, bro. I've been posting. Just kidding. I have not been posting. So, yeah. And it, hey, listen. And here's why. Here's why. I, I can just quickly get into it. It's been busy. It's been a busy fall. It's been a, you know, I just kind of wanted to see this whole preseason play out. Wanted to watch how training camp went. Didn't really want to sit here and, and give you who I think was going to make the roster. I think it was pretty clear that... Uh, there were really only two guys that two young guys that we were really looking at saying that these guys for sure have a really good chat, a really good shot, I should say, and chat. They have a really great shot at making their final roster. Uh, Igor Chinakov and um, Cole Sillinger, which I'm going back on uh, Chinakov. I might be right. I might be right. I was sitting here just saying, I don't think it's Chinakov. I've been saying it's Chinakov, but now it's Chinakov because that's what everybody says. I might have been originally right, so credit me. Huge, big brain. So massive. Sometimes it gets hard carrying it around in my head all day. But no, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, like I said, we're going to get back into it here as we get the regular season going. We're just eight days away from regular season hockey. Blue Jackets opening night. Excuse me. Nine days away. Start that one over. Nine days away. Eight days if you're listening to this on Wednesday. That is right. October 14th is when the Blue Jackets start the season against the Arizona Coyotes. Almost called them the Phoenix Coyotes. I almost just shattered my own brain right there. I was like, the Arizona Coyotes, they're going back, though, to their old Kachina logo. So I will have so much fun watching the Jackets Cover the spread. Let's just cover. I don't know who is going to be the favorite in that game. I, I, let's just say the Blue Jackets should start one and zero. The Blue Jackets should start two and zero. The Jackets they should start three and zero. They should Jackets should start three and zero. They should beat the Arizona Coyotes. They should beat the Seattle Kraken in the window rivalry. And then Tuesday, October nineteenth, the week after opening week, when they go to Little Caesars Pizza Palace to play the Detroit uh, Red Wings. They should beat them. We will lose to the Islanders the week Thursday after. We'll lose to the Canes on Saturday, so we'll be three and two. We'll, we'll probably lose the Stars at home, be three and three. We'll lose to the Rangers three and four. We'll beat the Devils, be four and four. So we'll be four and four at the end of October. Why don't, why don't we sprinkle in some OTLs in there? We'll be four three and one. We'll be four three and one at the end of October. Mark my words. Boom. Love that. After starting 3-0, of course. That's what October will look like for you. And, you know, I'm, and I'm saying the Blue Jackets should be 3-0. That's that's obviously 
you know, my gut reaction to that. That's how I feel about this team. I feel like there's still opponents that the Blue Jackets should beat. And I'm saying that as a perspective of the Blue Jackets will not be bottom of the Metropolitan Division this year. I know good and well that should still be the expectation of this team. I, I look back at what the preseason has been, and obviously I get excited. You know, Blue Jackets scoring five goals a game on, you know, the Blues and the Sabres and, you know, we beat the Penguins 3 nothing. the Penguins, you know what I mean? You know, I just get I just get so excited looking at the preseason and yeah, we're scoring goals. I'm seeing goals go in the back of the net. Hell yeah, you know what I mean? Like it just gets me pumped up. Don't count out the Blue Jackets this year. Don't count them out. I get like that. I get like that. I need to ask myself why? Why am I getting like this? It's a preseason hockey. I just it's so funny how we can be. So we can have been hockey fans for the longest time. We can watch preseason hockey games and still get, you know, just absolutely poisoned by this spell of, yes, this is this is a good hockey team because we're winning preseason hockey games. That's just I I'm I can't I gotta do a reality check on that one. I gotta do a big old fat reality check. The preseason means nothing. I I wish it did mean something. Because the Blue Jackets would be looking very good right now. The Blue Jackets have played great. Our top line of Cole Sillinger, Patrick Laine, and Jakub Voracek has looked awesome. Jakub Voracek has, has been this, this goofy, good hockey player for us. That we exactly what we wanted. This veteran hockey player that would come in and, you know, make some, crack some jokes around the locker room. You know, whip some towels and, you know, get people... Uh, pumped up in the locker room and then go out there and score goals. We were looking for that kind of guy, that leader, you know, that that alpha male in the locker room. And, and Jakub Voracek has been that guy, but we've just played regular season games right now, man. And, and to his credit, he has looked good. I mean, the goal he scored against Buffalo last night was, was incredible. I mean, he scored two goals last night against Buffalo in that preseason hockey game. And, you know, it's just... I I can be excited too. I can be excited for certain players. I'm I Jakub Voracek is certainly a guy I'm pumped for. And I'm kind of somewhat surprised at how little he is in the conversation for captain. I was just talking about this today with my coworker. I was like, Jakub Voracek should be the captain of this team. Like he's clearly probably our most talented player. Most well-rounded veteran. He's been with this team before. He's a vocal guy. We we should do something to make him happy. He's getting paid like a monster. So I mean, we should we should make him the captain. Throw the C on him. I know there's no rush to make a decision. And you know, last time the Blue Jackets lost Rick Nash, it was you know years before we named Nick Foligno. And I'm okay with the waiting. But I mean, if if he's clearly going to be the leader of this team, if he's going to lead this team in points, and he's going to be as vocal and as funny and charismatic as he is I'd love to have him be our captain and you know the Blue Jackets Nick Foligno was the captain but you know John Tortorella was the voice of the team and was still the guy that you know took on the media and defended the team and whatnot and you know Nick Foligno obviously did a great job of that Uh, it's very interesting looking at Brad Larson and, and trying to get a an overall vibe from him uh, haven't really gotten of a, a total grasp of 
of how he's going to present himself to the team. Just haven't seen that kind of stuff yet. But we got some sound to play from him after the postseason game, or I guess uh, the preseason game against the Buffalo Sabres. I just want to spin some of that for you. Here is uh, Brad Larson talking about how he liked Line and Voracek playing on the same line. Let's get that going. The more they practice together, the more, you know, we've, we started hitting special teams the last two, three days pretty heavy. And you can see the dialogue pick up and what they want, expectations, kind of where to be. And, and on the bench here, it was, I was really curious to watch the interactions on the bench tonight because it's kind of the first time we've had this group together. And you can see it. You guys are working together. They're talking. They're, there was good energy on the bench for most of the night. And, uh, there's a long ways to go here, but I think it's, it's there's some positive signs for sure. I love I love the honesty and just the transparency coming from Brad Larson as to what he's seen as an NHL coach on the bench. You know, he's giving us the perspective that the fan doesn't get. We don't get to sit behind the guys and hear what they're talking about and how much they're talking to each other. And to hear that, that's awesome. That's you know, that's kind of one of the things he's looking at. He's looking for line chemistry. And immediately, Voracek and Lion A have that. And that's very, very reassuring. Now, we still don't know who their center is going to be. But it was really funny when Voracek was being asked yesterday is who needs to be the center for that line. And he said, someone that can play defense because sure as hell ain't going to be me and Patrick over there (laughs) because they don't. They they will not be playing any defense, which makes me think that Jack Roslovic will not be... Uh, the top line guy because you know Jack Roslovic certainly has had his issues with you know trying to get back and playing defense and just becoming an overall two-way center so yeah maybe it's not Jack Roslovic maybe it is Cole Sillinger I don't know I mean maybe it's Alexander Texier uh, Emil Bemstrom was playing some center I don't know if it can be you know those last two guys I named but surely the the option's still there I mean Cole Sillinger's still getting a lot of time on that top line in practice and in preseason game and whatnot so i you know i'm looking forward to seeing how that goes and of course if you're listening to this on wednesday blue jackets got a game preseason game tonight against the detroit red wings it is the first time i'll be watching them in person so i'm really excited about that i'll be able to just you know give you a better breakdown of what i saw you know last couple preseason games before we get ready for the big game against the arizona coyotes who have been bouncing around the state of texas i saw they did a Kraft Mac and Cheese Bowl game against themselves. Hockey, Kraftville, whatever, you know, little appearance at one of the random rinks in El Paso, Texas. I didn't know there was a rink in El Paso, Texas. Huge of El Paso. I love that, man. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, let's play some more sound. This is Brad Larson talking about the um, the power play, which, you know, scored a goal. You know, that was what, you know, Jakub Voracek, you know, took a little snap pass from, uh, I think it was, uh, Bjorkstrand and Rensky were snapping it around to him. Here's just Brad Larson talking about the power play, and he says it's early. It's early. I don't think we start waving the pom poms just right. yet. You know, I think uh, success is always a good thing. It helps them as far as how they feel. And again, it's been a, a point of focus here the last several days here. And, and again, I think the the major thing is is continuity. If we can keep a group together for a long period of time, and then they start to build off the best power plays, they have that. They, they do, and um, Jake brings another element. You even see in our other group there, you know, with Cylinder and Chinnikov. They're 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 very dangerous players. They're they're double threat guys. They can both shoot, can both pass, and that changes your whole outlook. Once when, when you got guys that can shoot and pass. You know, if there's one thing that Brad Larson is displaying there, it's patience. He just wants to be. I think he just wants to gently take care of the power play here and just put 
his five most skilled players on the ice and just give them time to build chemistry together. And certainly, certainly the Blue Jackets are not going to be stressing, you know, that they have to win a bunch of games in October and November. You know, you got to figure this thing out. Hell, I mean, like I said, the expectation of this team certainly, I guess, is to make the playoffs this year. But we all know that that's not, should it be the expectation. The expectation is to just be competitive and, you know, try to finish maybe not in the bottom three of the Metropolitan Division. Be be competing for a playoff spot by the end of the year. Finish somewhere around uh, high 80s, low 90s in point total. You know, try to, try to have a, a record above 500. Those should be the goals for this hockey team. And, you know, that's going to take patience. And I think Brad Larson understands that. And I think, you know, that was definitely one thing that Torts really didn't have. I mean, he did in the grand scheme of things with certain players. Hell, Sonny Milano was around forever with Torts. That guy got so many passes, so many chances to earn a spot, a permanent spot here with this team. And, you know, but the point, then you see guys like Patrick Line come in and in game two, he's benched by John Tortorella because he's not doing exactly what he wants him to do right now in a year with the Blue Jackets. Clearly, at no point we're destined to make the playoffs, let alone go win a trophy. So, you know, that's just one of the things I look at. I just, I look at the Blue Jackets and I'm like, you guys suck. You suck. That's just, that's, that's my mo, that's my. I'm not waving the pom-poms, you know, just take that from Brad Larson, your head coach. He's saying, don't, don't wave the pom-poms. Give, give me the pom-poms. Let me take the pom-poms out of your hand, man. Just, just relax. Just settle down. Um, Gustav, Mike, Mike. <sighs> Gustav Nyquist was on the ice, uh, you know, putting people to sleep, you know. Great to see him out there after missing all of last season. He's going to be just that's just a guy that you forget that you have back. And he was so such an important part of the Blue Jackets offense. He was such a reliable asset that this team had in the year where we did make the playoffs. And he, you know, was a free agent pickup that we got in that offseason. And now he's going into year three with the Blue Jackets. So I'm certainly excited to have him back. Yeah. I hope he's healthy. Hope everything's good there. Let's get to Patrick Line just talking about he is. This is him talking about that chemistry with uh, Jakub Borchek. It's been obviously fun to play with them and just try to kind of build chemistry. And I felt like we had some good looks right away when uh, when we got put together and uh, still learning about each other, how we how we play. And obviously with them, it's just always got to be ready to shoot when when you're in the ozone and uh, you know vice versa. Got to try to find him and let him do what he does best and kind of say with me and I, th- I feel like we've been clicking pretty well and now now Booner in the middle I thought we had some good uh, good looks there and hopefully we can build off this game. Did anybody see the beanie that Patrick Laine had on too by the way it was the old you know ribbon CBJ logo the throwback the old logo the OG logo he had that on his beanie and I almost forgot like it almost like caught me off guard like whoa I forgot that yeah, these players, you know, we wore that jersey last year as part of the NHL reverse retro look and, you know, I guess whatever that the NHL was doing to try to sell jerseys. And, you know, that was the Blue Jackets logo on ours. So obviously these guys have merch. I was looking at that hat. I was like, that is a sick hat, man. That logo has just aged, I think, at a good 
great for me as a fan. So much nostalgia just looking at it. So much of, I just think about the chiller ice rink and just walking in and that logo being plastered, plastered everywhere. It being the logo at, at mid ice of all the rinks. And you're just like, hell yeah, this is sick. Even though you obviously weren't playing on, you know, nationwide arenas ice, but it still felt like you were skating over the logo at mid ice. They pr- passed out practice jerseys as part of the mini Mike camps and stuff to, you know, with that logo on it. So I just, I, so many memories, so many memories. The Ignite the Night banner. I just, I love that. I love that. And I feel like that's the kind of the, the era that the Blue Jackets are going back into. And I know it was an era of suck and, and balls and just not good, but in a way it's refreshing and it's almost like taking a second chance at that identity that uh, just kind of just let's just have fun. You know what I mean? Like we're not here to, to try to be an original six team. We're not here to try to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're just, we're just trying to be ourselves, man. We're just trying to get back to our roots, which uh, you know, just stands for just liking the things that we like, you know, and, and, I'm going to like this team. I'm going to choose to look at this roster. And even though I've been saying I don't have high expectations of it, I'm going to choose to look at this roster and think in my head these words. I like this team. I'm just going to say that. I like this team. Nobody can stop you from saying that. You know, when you talk about the Blue Jackets, just say, I like this team. Listen, I know they're young. I mean, I was just looking at the average age of this team uh, is 26 years old, which is, you know, Hell, when you're a young team, there's always a chance, man. There's always a chance. Obviously, you've been pushed down by the the Penguins, the Islanders, and the Capitals. Well, guess what? Capitals, old. Islanders, old. Two oldest rosters in the league right there. Penguins, old. And they got even older over the offseasons. Flyers got older over the offseason. Yeah, these teams are old. Bunch of old bags out there. Let's go. And I'm looking at line A and I'm just like, dude, just send it. Just send it. We need more of those like breakaway goals that we saw where you're just cutting through everybody last year. You had that one end-to-end goal. Who was it against? Maybe the Stars? I can't remember who the end-to-end goal was against, but where he just, you know, was cutting up and then he moved left to right over the, you know, past the goalie and tucked in. It was just this insane highlight. And you're like, this is what you can be. And Patrick Line in this offseason has openly admitted that he sucked balls last year. So let's get it going. Let's get it going. All right. Um, some more news. Let's get to around the league stuff. Dun, 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 dun. I saw. You know, with these preseason games, some of them have been televised on the new networks like ESPN and TNT. And I got to admit, I was really pleased with what I saw just from the score bug when I saw some of the highlights of the TNT game. Didn't give me a chance to check out the Flyers and, and Bruins, I think was the game, if I can remember correctly, or uh, the preseason game that TNT covered. But I did see that TNT was, you know, putting the shots up there on the scoreboard. You know, I, I love that. That was one of my the most frustrating things about NBC. And I understand NBC was a national, you know, what maybe their thought process was. They put the shots up there so they don't confuse people. You know, but here's the thing, NBC, you weren't going to confuse anybody by putting the shot counter up there. Obviously, if it says shots in a small number, you can figure out that those don't count for actual points, dummies. I mean, what the, what the hell, NBC? 
and then TNT puts it up there. It's just a better way for when you turn on the game just to know instantly which way the game is being tilted in that moment. You know what I mean? I mean, that's how you can determine which team is playing better. And it's just more epic when a team that's being dominated in shots gets that one call. Ah, oh, holy sh... They just, you know, they only had 14 shots on net through the third, like halfway through the third period. How'd, how'd they do that? You know what I mean? That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Uh, this kind of stuff I want to know about, man. It was also weird getting on ESPN, just checking some scores, which Tommy gave me this crazy bet last night. He wanted me, you know, I was betting on the Monday night football game, obviously. But then he also tipped me off. He's like, Flyers have a, a, their full roster out uh, out there on the ice tonight. Boston's got nobody. They played a bunch of scrubs. Take the Flyers. Easy bet. And he mentioned it like three times throughout the day on text. And I was just like, hey, man, fine. I'll take the Flyers. He's like, everything I'm reading, everything I'm reading is pointing towards the Flyers. I'm like, I'll take the Flyers, man. God damn. I've been, I've been so cold lately. I, all my picks suck. And you want me to just go all in on a preseason hockey game? All in. I suicided the account on the preseason hockey game. And the Flyers won in a shootout. And let me tell you, I was refreshing that score update. Just seeing, like, come on, give me one more Flyers goal. Like, just win the game, boys. I saw Cam Atkinson, by the way, was donning the assistant captain, Mark. He had the A on his chest. And look at that guy coming right into the locker room. Just, you know, chirping, chirping. And, you know, hey, you guys can have Cam Atkinson. You guys can have him. Just, you know, just give us something better back. I don't know if we got something better back, but I hope so. Hope we got something better back in Yakim Voracek. That one for one deal. That was awesome. Anyway, so I was really pleased by that. Um, also, before we before I talk more about ESPN hockey, I just was reminded Robin Leonard, he was just popping off on social media. He just was going at the Buffalo Sabres and just talking about this whole thing, how he was dealing with PTSD and ADHD. And uh, he had, a you know, he was recommended by trainers to just take like sleeping pills. Like when you would go on long, you know, trips across the country for games and stuff. And he was just talking about, Yes, obviously he feels for Jack Eichel and the situation he's dealing with the tra trainers, but nobody's talking about how Jack Eichel's mental health is, how he's physically doing, like how he's mentally doing rather in a situation like this. And I thought that was a good point by Robin Leonard. I was like, you know, that's that's true. Like, yes, no one is talking about how Jack Eichel actually feels about the situation. And, you, you know, maybe he's being told not to say anything and you know Kevin Adams certainly not making any moves as the GM you know looking to move Jack Eichel somewhere else he's just kind of sitting on him sitting on his fat face like an older brother like walking in to a room seeing his little brother play PlayStation just push him over and just sit on his face that's what Kevin Adams doing to Jack Eichel knowing good and well that Jack Eichel is the better looking younger brother the just the just the better one I'm not battling any inner demons at all. I'm not battling anything. Don't even don't even ask what that reference was. Don't even don't even dig deeper on that. Let's talk about Robin Leonard cuz you know, Rob Robin Leonard deserves to be listened to. He said, "I'm always an advocate for mental health. I'm always going to advocate for this league, but moving forward, I'm looking to handle it in a private manner." 
I'm just looking to protect the younger players, and the only way to affect change in my mind is to get on Twitter. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. He said is to do it in a non-public fashion, which is not what he did. He was tweeting relentlessly about the Buffalo Sabres because he used to play there, obviously. But he said, I'm not comfortable doing a thing like this. It's extremely hard. Uh, dude, you have, like, neck tats, like, like crazy. Like, there's no way you're not a guy that isn't begging for attention. I mean, uh, gra- granted, granted. Obviously, he's talking about a great cause. Mental health is extremely important, and I'm glad he brought it up. But I do think it's funny how he's like, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy to do something like this. Dude, you are the guy to do something like this. You, and let's just own it. Just own it. Just don't, don't even bring up the fact that you're like trying to not be that guy. Like you're obviously trying to be that guy. You're trying to be the hero in this situation. Uh, but, you know, glad we're talking about it. I, I, I don't want to focus on the fact that Robin Leonard is this guy that's doing it. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure it's frustrating for Jack Eichel to be named captain of a team and to have the whole fran- like the keys to the franchise, and then he has this injury situation. It goes downhill. They mishandle it, and now he wants to get out, and he's been clearly you know, going back and forth with this Buffalo Sabres team, but they're just holding on to him. He's just this prisoner right now with the Sabres, and he's expected to be healthy, I think, by December. I... I don't know. It's just weird stuff. It's definitely weird stuff. And, you know, hoping the best and hoping the best for, you know, athletes all over the country. You know, it's not, it's not easy, man. It's a grind. It's a grind. Sun's starting to go down, starting to get less daylight during the day. You know, drink your iced tea or, you know, read, read a good book or find a good Netflix show. Something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the, not good. Read the Bible. I love the Bible. Bible's chock full of wisdom, my dudes. Chock full of wisdom. Anyway, uh, last last thing I want to talk about here before I get out is um, just something to look out for next week. ESPN is doing a play hockey opening night. This thing, this like interactive thing where you actually can enter this contest for a chance to win a thousand dollars. And basically you just kind of make this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, this like 14 leg parlay where you don't have to get them all to hit, but whoever has the most amount of hits on this gets a thousand dollars apparently in this competition that they're doing on ESPN. I know I shouldn't be driving people to this because I selfishly want to win, but I entered my picks today and let me just, you know, talk about some of the picks. Here's the subtext of this little tab here. It's on the ESPN page. You just go to NHL and you just go to go to play hockey opening night. So these are opening night games, which are um, Pittsburgh going to Tampa Bay and then Seattle cranking it going to Vegas. One of the you know questions is pick the winner between the Lightning Penguins game. Will a power play goal be scored in the first period of the game? Yes or no? Who has more saves between Tristan Jari and Andre Vasilevsky? Who has a better plus-minus between Jake Gensel and Andre Pilat? Uh, will team score more than? Will the team score? Will any team score five goals or more on opening night? What is the total amount of goals on October twelfth, which is opening night? Total, who will record the most points out of all the players playing? Which four teams will score the more? 
can't read too fast. This is too much reading for me. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Okay? I'm pooped. Got a long night tomorrow night. Going to the Jackets game. Going to go get some sound after the game. Going to hopefully talk to players if I don't get scared. Sometimes I get scared looking at the guys. I'm like, man. Butte. Small. Small heart to me. Small guy. Me. Small dude. I shouldn't shouldn't be talking to you. But everybody, you know, why don't you just take a second, pray for me. Pray that I have the balls, the confidence to talk to some of these guys and get you guys some good um some good sound. But sure certainly will be some good coverage. Again, just two more preseason games. Blue Jackets got the Red Wings coming into town and the Penguins coming into town before we get into the regular season. It's just around the corner. I will be back tomorrow. All right. Um Remember, always rate and review the podcast on iTunes. And, um, yeah, just, I guess, just tell your dog about the podcast as well. They love it. They love it. Tell your dog.